0: This is the High School Football America podcast for April the 17th, 2020, and I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and customer service and different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. We are headed to the Lone Star State today. Gentlemen, that uh, if if memory serves me correctly, uh, Brandon McAuliffe is a guy that I met while I was making fun of Jason Strunk. I was just blasting Strunky, and I think uh, Brandon played a little dog pile on the rabbit there with me, and that was pretty fun. And he is a a guy that lives in Abilene, a a, a nice list uh, when it comes to covering high school football. Uh, You can follow him on uh, Twitter at uh, SportsFreakNut. He is a member of the Texas Football Media Mafia that we're going to have some fun with. He's a contributor on uh, Dave Campbell's Texas High School Football, which is just the premier site in the country. Even I'll even put it above us. And uh, also a member, a uh, contributor, I should say, on BigCountryPreps.com. And uh, does a show uh, on 98.1, the ticket called the Fantasy News Hour on Thursdays from 6 to 7 in Abilene. And, Welcome to the show, Brandon. We're gonna have some fun here. I I don't know where we're gonna make fun of Strunky, but at some point we'll probably jab him once or twice and then I'll text him and say, Hey, guess what? Uh, Fish and McAuliffe just beat you up a little bit. You may may want to tune in, but welcome to the show.
1: Well, first off, I mean if we're gonna do that, we're gonna have to, you know, keep keep the jokes real low to the ground so that he <laughs> they don't go over his head. I mean that's that's going to be the big thing first and foremost.
0: Yeah, and you know we were talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 go one one more on that there before we roll the tape here, folks. Uh, we we mentioned that uh, you're going to have to say something about uh, you know he's he's now going back to Pennsylvania. He has uh, he has left the Lone Star State not physically. He'll be in Pennsylvania as soon as the AD at at Manheim uh, Township. So I got to ask you the question: uh, how, how how big a loss is this? No pun intended for you know, Texas.
1: Hey, I do have to say. Uh, you know, it's, it's a big loss for Texas. Um, he's, he's got that bigger than life because, well, he's not that big to begin with, but that, that bigger than life personality, uh, you know, I, I got to know him when he was at Lodakai and through his blog that he was doing for you, uh, you know, and then last fall, I got to spend a day at, at their two days, uh, when I was on family vacation, um, and they were getting ready for, for this past season and, you know, just getting to be there and, See his program up close and personal for for a day and seeing how high intensity he was at 4 a.m. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I ain't never seen somebody with that much energy that early in the day.
0: Yeah, I, I know uh, he he is my friend, but it's just fun to make fun of him. But you're right. I mean, the one thing about Jason Strunk, we got to kind of tighten it up here a little bit, uh, so people don't think we're really saying nasty things about him that we truly believe. He he did a great job there. He he had some tough situations, but you know what he did with the kids uh, at, yes. at Lubbock and Port Isabel. You know he, that is the one thing that I will say about Strunky. It's kids first. There's no doubt about that. Whether it's his nutrition program or just making sure that kids that are maybe from broken. homes homes are always taken care of i mean that's that's the one thing so i i'll I'll let you address that a little bit and then we'll we'll go on to some other topics but i I, is that something that you you've seen by uh uh, kind of a a little bit closer approach there in the state of texas
1: oh yeah and and, you know god blessing um you know the he always puts the kids at the forefront um you know and to a fault. I mean, he could even put them ahead of his own needs and his own families. But Mm -hmm. you know, when you look at the situation, especially down in, in Port Isabel with the being in the Valley of Texas and it's, it's more lower income and, um, the, the job he did there and getting that program turned around and, and setting that standard for whoever follows in his shoes. Um, you know, I, I can't say enough good things about not only the man he is, but the coach that he is. And, you know, it's, like I said, it it is a big loss for Port Isabel for Texas uh, to, to lose him. But, you know, with with Mac graduating and heading to Citadel to to run, I, I'm beyond excited for him and the ability that he's going to have to, to be closer to, to Mac in the future. And, you know, that's, it's a great opportunity for him and the family.
0: Yeah, no, it's a it's a great opportunity. We had him on the podcast, I guess, a week and a half ago, and you know that is the one thing um, that that he really talked about. And and this is this goes for every coach, it, basically in every sport in every state across the country. Which is when you are a high school coach, you generally are spending more time with other kids than your own kids, and and being able to go and watch Mac run at the Citadel and 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 Kennedy grow up and do her gymnastics, he is just tickled to death. And you know he's he's going to a great place. It's a great school there. So, uh, anyway, we, we fixed you up there, Strunky. I know you're going to listen to this, and your ears are going to burn a little bit at the beginning, but uh, now hopefully you're smiling a little bit. We're talking to Brandon you know, McAuliffe. Okay. Did you have something to add there?
1: Did, I was just going to say we should have waited to talk good about him till the end so that he had to listen to all the <laughs> –
0: you know, nah, man, I, I could come, we could make an edit here, but nah, we'll we'll keep it going. Brandon McAuliffe, a guy that uh, does a lot with uh, high school sports in the state of Texas, and we're going to have a lot of topics here, uh, whether it's uh, COVID and spring ball, uh, realignment. Uh, and, and you know what I'm going to start with? Because it just, the, from the first moment I saw the hashtag about the Texas football media mafia, I was like, well, you know what? Texas does have a little something different from the other 49s. So what the heck is the Texas football media mafia?
1: Man, we are just, we're a bunch of guys that just, we go out and we cover an asinine amount of games that each year, uh, you know, I got to give a shout out to my man, Matt Step, at Matt, I think it's Matt underscore underscore Step 817 or the underscore maybe after his last name. But that dude is insane. And, And I, you know, I try to make it, to you know 25 30 games a year between regular season and playoffs that dude was that number he i think this past year he did somewhere between 80 and 90 high school games oh, man. and like like me that's his that's what we do on the side that's not even our our normal 8 to 5 job and so the the job he does um you know it's he's kind of one of the ones that that got me in the door at Dave Campbell's Texas football um, but you know, it's, it's something that we do. We all do it as a passion and it's not just me. It's not just Matt. It's everybody statewide from El Paso to Longview, Amarillo down to, to the Valley, uh, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, DFW, it's, it's everywhere. And, you know, it's, we all don't, none of us do it for the money. We do it because we love the kids. We love getting to share their stories and, and getting to do that. Um, we get to do share kids stories that might not have been told otherwise,
0: yeah, and that's well said, and we'll talk about that at the back end with our goFundMe we're doing talking to Brandon McAuliffe. and uh you know just so so Matt doesn't get too mad here, so his Twitter handle is matt underscore step s t e p p eight seven. so there we we fixed that up for you and uh always uh, a lot of good stuff coming out of him as well um so so let's go this place now which is you know we know how big high school football is in the state of Texas. We've got COVID-19. We've got a shelter in place. Uh UIL has put a hold on what can be done in the spring and and of course uh, spring ball uh, right around the corner. Uh what's what's the latest? And I know it may even change after we post this up here coming up in about 45 minutes or so.
1: Yeah. As of right now, it's I mean everything is shut down until May 4th, but that's the the latest from the University Interscholastic League. Uh, which governs high school athletics here in Texas. Um, but I do know Governor Abbott is supposed to have a press conference this afternoon where, you know, a lot of the speculation is he could shut down schools for the year. And if that happens, you know, we're done. Um, and, you know, that's, it's heartbreaking for the seniors. I know we just went through this with not having March madness and, you know, the, the collegiate kids losing their, their years. And so, you know, we're about to see that here in, Unfortunately, with um, Texas, I, I feel especially. You know, yesterday here in Abilene alone, we have a. We were set to have the Big Country Fellowship of Christian Athletes All-Star Festival in June with which was going to have boys and girls golf, baseball, softball, volleyball, a, a football game, and both boys and girls basketball. And you know that hard decision was made yesterday to, to cancel that for this year. Um, so I, I just feel like that's the direction we're going. And, you know, it's my hope at this point now, if that is the case, that come August when football season rolls around, that we're starting to get back to normal. And even if we have to start the year with no fans in the stands, you know, that's, that's good for us media guys because that, <laughs> that gives us more pressure to really tell you and what's going on. And, and I think that's something we all thrive on.
0: Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. Just uh, when I went to uh, Dunwoody High School this morning to work out a little bit, um, yeah, I, I saw a young man there who's a senior a member of the track team, and um, he's not going to get his chance to, to you know, finish his career and have that you know, kind of – and he doesn't have a, col- a collegiate career in front of him, but he was still working out, and I gave him all the credit in the world for doing that. It's, uh, it's tough for these seniors uh, going through this spring sport. Brandon McAuliffe is on the line on the High School Football America podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at SportsFreakNut member of the Texas football media mafia. Um, you know, I, I, I've been saying this for the last three weeks. We've been doing more and more podcasts. I'm Mr. Positive, Mr. Manifest. I do believe there will be a 2020 high school football season. We don't know what that looks like, right? But like you said, it may be no fans in the stands, whatever that may be. But I would think in Texas, and I'm just curious, you know, the people that you've talked to, is there a nervousness that maybe Mr. Positive isn't right and there could possibly not be a 2020
1: season? At this point, I don't think there's any nervousness about that. Um, And a lot of that's because the UIL hasn't come out and said, we're canceling this, we're canceling that, we're canceling through here. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I really think that that's leading to the positivity that in some form or fashion, we're going to have the fall sports um, in, in one form or another. Yeah. And
0: I, I think I've read, and I don't know if it's tweets or some stories, but I, I think the UIL is getting some props that they have not been overly aggressive in, in canceling or delaying. It, it, it's more of a kind of, uh, you know, week by week, if not day by day. Is is that an accurate portrayal of, of the way they're approaching, even the way they approach the fall, you know, including basketball and all that? Is that didn't take place as far as the championships? You know, I
1: to that affair I, I have to give dr charles bright the director of the uil and uh dr susan elza the athletics director um her her twitter handle is actually at uil ad so um i gotta give them mad props for the way that they've handled this um you know the state boys basketball tournament was ongoing when everything in texas started to shut down and so as of right now it's still suspended um, I know here in the big country, we've even got a, a team that's still waiting to play its semifinal game and mm. waiting to find out are they going to. And you know that's San Saba High School, and I, I got to give them a shout out also for their football program. Um, you know their their football stadium was built on a graveyard, on a cemetery, uh-huh. and it, so that's it's kind of one of the cool hidden treasures when it comes to Texas high school football stadiums.
0: I got to check that one out. We had one of those in Los Angeles at Cathedral. Now the good news is the uh, the, the bodies were were moved, but the tombstones are there. What about what about this stadium? They still have any tombstones there?
1: I you know that I'm not sure, and I don't even know if all the bodies were moved. Mm. let's add some a little intrigue to that
0: <laughs> well you know whatever the the, the fan uh, the attendance count is we may have to add a couple of bodies there that's for sure <laughs> brandon McAuliffe is on the line out of abilene texas and i mentioned at the beginning you, you write for uh, big country preps as well and you just mentioned big country there and, and texas is a big state for the people all around the nation what what, what does the big country entail uh, how, how big is the big country there in your neck of the woods
1: you know our I don't even know that I could put a square mileage on it. Um, we kind our coverage area pretty much goes from Brock, which is just outside of Weatherford the DFW in the DFW metroplex, to um, Big Spring in the the Midland-Odessa area to the west. Up north, we go up to Snyder, which is just south of Lubbock, mm-hmm. and down south, we go we go down to San Saba, and you know there's a lot of towns in between and you know, we cover a lot of area, but between Daniel Youngblood um, at DP Youngblood and Evan Wren at Big Country Sport, um, you know, the three of us get out there and we get after it and we put miles on the vehicles and, um, you know, it's it's something that we all love doing and I, I can't give them enough thanks and gratitude for bringing me on board when they started BigCountryPreps.com last year.
0: Yeah, you know it, it's a wonderful uh, fraternity we have. We talked about the Texas football media mafia, but I think all sports writers around the country have a we have a little bit of a fraternity there. Our colleagues are great, and we we go above and beyond. And you know, I, I always used to when I first when Strunky moved to Texas, getting back to Jason for a second, just to fi- you know fill his ego a little bit more than it it doesn't need to be filled anymore but when he started telling me about some of these trips that he would take and then as i got to know uh, coach mark ball i I mean it's insane how much mileage whether it's the coaches the ad's or the sports media what do you put on i mean what's the farthest you've ever gone to cover an event let's put it in perspective for the listeners
1: Uh, i would have to say from Adeline, um i've covered i guess technically if you want to I did go to Strunkie's um, fall practice last year while on vacation, so 10 hours. Mm. But <laughs> uh, actually covering something, uh, man, I've I've gone up to Lubbock. I've gone to AT&T Stadium where I happened to get to cover the Galena Park North Shore against Duncanville State Championship two seasons ago that ended with the Hail Mary. Um, yep. You know, I've gone south past Brady. I've gone out west to Midland, Odessa. I mean, it's with, it's,
0: it's more than a saying, couple of miles.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're driving two and a half, three hours on the regular basis uh. each way.
0: It it is crazy. I mean, coach ball was telling me one night, I forget he was, he was calling me. He's like, Jeff, when I get into his signal area, I'll give you a call. I said, well, where are you going coach? And I, I think he was going from Lubbock to Fort Stockton, if memory serves me correctly. And I've, I've stayed, I've stayed in Fort Stockton too, by the way. And we'll, we'll talk about that offline, but I was that like a five hour drive, I think one way and he was doing it in a one day
1: back and forth. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's not uncommon. I mean, Abilene, Abilene Cooper was in a district with, um, some of the Amarillo schools the past two years. And that's a four, four and a half hour drive each way. So, I mean, you look at the fact that the kids are missing that much school, um, especially in the non-football sports, uh, where they're playing twice a week. And so that all adds up. Uh, but I, I do have to give the UIL credit um, because we did just in February, you go through realignment here um, and Evelyn Cooper was actually sent in a district where they're going East now and playing the Metroplex schools. So that's, I mean, that's still two, two and a half hour drive, (laughs) but when you're comparing that to a a four hour drive each way, it's a great thing. Um, You know, Lubbock ISD was paired with Amarillo ISD. So it, it all works out well in the long run yeah but uh, yeah we we definitely do our our fair share
0: of travel yeah and and we we all know how the the, the oil businesses in texas are this is tongue-in-cheek it's not meant because it's a very serious situation with what's going on but at least with gas prices low if you had games then it'd be kind of cheap to go back and forth uh, wouldn't, wouldn't be as expensive brandon mcauliffe on the line uh sports freak nut that's his twitter handle uh writes for a uh, big country prep Steve campbell's texas football which is great you mentioned the uh the biannual um realignment uh, why don't we just kind of dove Tail off of that. Uh, explain that to to some of the listeners around the, the nation. This is this is like a, I don't know if it's it's maybe Christmas after Christmas or something, or or depending if you you have trouble scheduling people, it, it may be the Halloween or something. I guess. But what happens every two years to realign Texas? Because this is a big deal.
1: You know, it, you talk about it it being fun and being like Christmas. It really depends on what your profession is. If if you're a coach. Oh, it sucks because you're sitting there (laughs) trying to just everybody's trying to speculate what the UIL is going to do. But coaches are sitting there trying to build schedules and with anticipation of, well, here's what we've done historically, but here's the changes that are coming. Um, And a lot of it deals with trying to keep a level playing field because of school enrollments. Um, And every two years, um, actually, it's every Olympic year. So be it summer or winter Olympics, um, it's February is realignment month, and once football season ends, us sports writers start looking at uh, the changes that are coming and trying to figure out okay, team X is going to be in this district with these teams, team Y is going here. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's definitely designed keep the playing field level. Um, this way you don't have schools with Five or six thousand students here's looking at you, Allen High School. Um, <laughs> taking on schools like my alma mater, Abilene High, which has just over two thousand students, um, and putting them—I mean—that in the same playoff brackets. Um, you know, it it's, winds up splitting it into big school and small school for each classification, from one A, which is six-man football all the way up to 6A, which is our largest classification. And, you know, it's, so schools with less than, I think, 110 students have that ability to play, often play six-man. Um, so, you know, a school with 110 students, just because they may be geographically close to a, a school with seven 800 students, they're not going to be put in the same district. And the UIL just does this. To keep everything fair and to keep everything balanced, and because they're looking out for the well being of the student athletes first and foremost.
0: No, but it's been fun to watch from afar. I can't even imagine what it's like uh, being there on the ground on that day. And like you said, being a coach trying to fill out a schedule, which maybe is a a good segue. I had um, uh, Prep Gridiron Gridiron Logistics. He only goes by Joe, by the way. He doesn't want to put his name out there because he's afraid people are going to start knocking on his door. But he's been putting together a lot of these uh, big interstate matchups around the country. He's been doing it for four or five years. He does it for free, so I, I, I give him the props for that because a lot of people back in the day used to charge for that. But one of the things that Joe's been harping on, and I, I I I I don't want to get an argument started here because I don't want Texas all mad at me. But you know, one of his points is he's had such a hard time getting people from within Texas to go outside the borders and 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 play some of the guys like modern day, uh, you know, St. John Bosco, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. Now Duncanville, on the other hand, has stepped up. They played uh, St. John's out of D.C. last year. This year, they've got a couple of games coming out up. Uh, they got St. Thomas Aquinas which is a big one for them so I was just curious you know what your take is on you know uh, keeping it in state or uh, going outside the border to show how good Texas high school football is
1: you know I I like seeing the the interstate matchups I really do but when you're looking at a school like Duncanville that that puts out D1 hosses every year all over the field I like seeing them take it outside of the state and Hitting those boys in the mouth and showing them, hey, you may think you're the best, but here in Texas, here's how we do it, and let's see if you can keep up.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good way to answer that question. I'm looking forward. My my uh, my Philly boys are coming down uh, coming down south there to take on Shadow creeps uh, Creek. So I, I can't wait to see what St. Joseph's Prep does there. That that should be an interesting one. We'll we'll have to discuss that one. Uh, follow that one along. But I, I got a little Pennsylvania pride in me.
1: Hey, let's give Shadow Creek a shout-out, too. Um, those yeah. boys, A, they got one of the best mascots in the state in being the Sharks. I mean, it still doesn't match up with, uh, San, with San Saba being the armadillos! <laughs> um, hey, I had to give a shout-out to, to Greg Tepper there, the managing editor of Dave Campbell's, um, at T-E-P-P-E-R. Uh, that's his favorite thing to do whenever he sees San Saba mentioned. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of one of those things where shadow Creek has been in existence for two years. They went 15 and one in their first year losing in the state championship. And then 16 and 0 last year, winning the state title. So two years of a varsity program and they're 31 and one
0: in Texas, no less.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not only in Texas, but in the Houston area where they're having to deal with the Katie's, the Galena parks. Um, So yeah, those shadow Creek is, just done a phenomenal job kicking off its varsity program.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what the, uh, the the Pennsylvania boys can do down there in the Lone Star State. Uh, Brandon McCallif is on the line, uh, writer. Uh, he, he's got his uh, Twitter handle at SportsFreakNut. You can check him out on BigCountryPreps.com. A part of Dave Campbell's Texas High School Football, and and Mr. Tepper has been on the show. It's been a while since we had him on. He's been on two or three times, I believe. But uh, I would be remiss uh, if the Bible wasn't talked about here on the podcast today. Uh, Boy, there's nothing that beats what Dave Campbell started, I think, what, around 1960 or so? Uh, shed a little bit of light for the listeners around the country who just can't figure out why I mention high school football and, and Bible all in one <laughs> one sentence. Yes, especially when you're talking
1: about a state that's in the middle of the Bible Belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's. I think last year might have been year 60. I think we're, we're working on year 61 right now. Um you know, we preview all 1400 plus um, high schools in the state of Texas. Um, I personally handle the, the Lubbock and Amarillo area, as well as all of the six man previews um, from the state. And, you know, I think, I think I'm right somewhere in the vicinity of 350 previews this year alone. Wow. And that number p- pales in comparison to what Steph is doing. Like, we call him a robot and that's part of the reason why um, he can do, I mean, we, and it's something that we all do labor of Um But it's a chance to get kids names out there. I mean, we, we get a lot of cooperation from the coaches throughout the state. They all turn in their questionnaires. Um, but I mean, we're sitting here mentioning 10, 12, 14 kids per program and you know, we're not just looking at high school. We're looking at the colleges. We're looking at the Dallas Cowboys, the the Houston Texans. We're looking at all of our D1, D2, and D3 universities throughout the state. Um, you know, like you said, it is the Bible of Texas high school football or Texas football completely because of the fact that if you want to know something about your favorite program, regardless of the classification, it's going to be in there.
0: It is wonderful. I look forward to it. I think that was the last time we had Tep on because the big deal is who's on the cover, right? Who was the last high school oh, football yeah. player on the cover? Do you remember? Because I don't. I'm just asking. Throwing, throwing well, you a curveball.
1: Last, last year it was Sam Ellinger. Uh, the year before that was Jimbo Fisher. The year before that was Tom Herman. Um, so it Um,
0: Can I go with Jonathan Gray? Can we throw Jonathan Gray's name in there? Maybe? Maybe?
1: I don't know. Maybe, because I think the year before that was Kingsbury and the Hopes
0: yeah, we'll have to look that up. I'll have to put that into the story after we're done here. Brandon McCallop on the line, having a lot of fun talking Texas high school football, even though it's on a little hiatus right now, hoping and praying that uh, spring ball uh, comes around here. And, you know, before we hop onto a couple of things to close up here, you're from the, the Abilene, Texas area. I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't give the guy that lives in that area there the opportunity to kind of brag a little bit about, because every, you know, that's the thing, folks, you know, he was talking about Houston, you know, San Antonio, the, the Metroplex and all that. They all have their own personality so tell uh, tell the listeners a little bit about abilene
1: and it's all about the barbecue here man you mm. know I, I know i'm try- i'm still trying to get you to come through town so that <laughs> you know i can hook you up with some good barbecue i'm ready but
0: <laughs> i got to get there though
1: abilene is a very much a a friendly area um i know at one point it was branded the the kind of like the the friendly frontier and that kind of got a lot of ridicule locally, but I mean, it's it's a place where everyone looks out for their neighbors and, you know, it, especially in this day and age where we're living with the COVID-19 going on, it's been kind of rewarding to see all these different businesses stepping up to help their neighborhood businesses. And, um, you know, I, I love my beer. I'll admit it. Uh, we got three <laughs> amazing breweries located here in Abilene. Um, we've got another one that's working on opening up downtown. Um, so it's a place where you can do anything you can set your mind to.
0: That's a pretty good Chamber of Commerce thing there, and uh, the the beer uh, outlets uh, <laughs> appreciate you for giving a little little shout out there. That's, that's and I will now that I'm in Atlanta, it's going to be a little bit uh, easier to get over and see my friends there in Texas. So uh, get get ready, uh, I, I, you know, I'm going to have the people here in Atlanta go. Well, okay, our barbecue is pretty good, so we're going we're going to have to have a little contest maybe and and see how it is. And by the way, I, I make myself a mean pulled pork uh, on the big green egg. So uh, you know, maybe maybe we should have a cook off instead there, so you can do it best <laughs> I,
1: true story my go ahead. my dad has a big green egg um that his dad brought back from vietnam um, and i guarantee you my dad has done something with his big green egg that you would never consider doing with yours
0: okay you yeah, hit, hit me with it because I'll, I'll give you another one <laughs> but we'll see let's test but, this
1: i got one for you go ahead the lid on it cracked so the the little top housing unit mm-hmm so he turned it into a water feature in his backyard.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I've never seen that. Uh, mine was going to be more down the stupid road where uh, one night I decided because we couldn't, uh, you know, we were, I think we made uh, some fish and chips and I, I took a, not that high. I'm looking here. It's probably about four or five inches high, a little, little lodge cast iron and I put it on there with some peanut oil and I put it right on the big green egg, and got it fired up. Now, I didn't close the lid. I wasn't completely stupid about it, but um, I I, I then – put the, 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 the cod in there. It was, it was frying nicely, and those coals got so hot, and I'm watching the oil there, and it dawned on me at that point that I may have done something stupid, putting a a, 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 a pot of boiling peanut oil on top of 700 degrees. <laughs> Luckily. Ouch. Yeah. So anyway, that's my stupid move, and people are like, what are you guys <laughs> talking about this for? I don't know. Anyway, Brandon McCollum's on the line. Got a couple things to, to wrap up here with. Uh, uh, the, the first one is going to be you know personal to me, because Trish and I have started a GoFundMe, not for high school football America, but using the platform uh, because uh, so many of our colleagues around the nation have not only been laid off now because of COVID-19, there's nothing to cover, but you know, media companies downsizing over the last three or four years. It's disgusting the number of sports writers that are now not doing what it is they love and do best. And as, as, as Brandon said so eloquently at the beginning, you know, if, if there are, if there is no local sports in the newspapers, on the radio, whatever it is, that means our kids, our student athletes aren't being talked about and promoted. Our coaches aren't, our teams aren't, and therefore our communities aren't. So we're trying to raise some money out there. And, and I wasn't doing that as a pitch for us, but what I wanted to talk about is get the lay of the land there in Texas, uh, the, the lay of the land in a, in a state where, like you said, you have a Texas football media mafia. How, how hard have you guys been hit as, as a group, uh, there have you guys seen a lot of of loss of colleagues because of you know economic reasons I mean COVID-19 is obvious but what what about the
1: other people you know and unfortunately that's that's been something that's coming over the years and you know it's a lot of it especially as we see a one or two media conglomerates taking over newspapers they start shuttering the smaller papers so you know they they start coming after cities like abilene san angelo um and things of that nature and and we see it here on a local level all the time and you know it it breaks my heart because these people getting affected are friends um Mm -hmm. and even if even if they're in a different market they're still friends we may not see each other every day Uh, we may not talk on a regular basis but like seeing them get hurt and affected um Mm -hmm it's it's tough um you know it's something that daniel evan and i have seen with big country preps also i mean we're seeing that impact locally but granted like you said it's because of the virus going around but um you know it's
0: it's heartbreaking i mean that's really what it is
1: yeah there's no other way to put it
0: yeah and and like i said who suffers the, the the kids the coaches the teams and the communities I mean it's you know we've been joking around here a lot but it, it, it's near and dear to my heart and uh you know I I'm I'm at the point where you know if there's any way we can put some some money in the pockets and we're trying to do 150 per story if we can raise the 30,000 that's 200 and and people may say well that's not much and it's like well it's something and and at least it shines a light on the on the issue there because uh, we all suffer when local sports uh uh, doesn't find its way into a paper or onto a radio show. So uh, that's my little soapbox, folks. You can go to highschoolfootballamerica.com to uh, to learn more about what we're trying to do for everybody. Brandon McAuliffe on the line. Sports Freak Nut is his Twitter handle. You do a show there every Thursday. I mentioned that at the top, Fantasy News <laughs> Hour. You're a sports guy. What is news doing in there? It's on 98.1 The Ticket. Go ahead, promote yourself. And, you
1: know, and, and we're also on Facebook at Fantasy News Hour there. Um, We, we do stream every show that we have live through Facebook as well, but um, myself and Brian Woodyard, you know, it's, it's a chance to get on and talk fantasy sports. And, you know, when everything hit, we were in the middle of getting ready for baseball draft season. And so that's until the, the stations open back up, the show's kind of on a hiatus, but it's something that we just go in there and we shoot the breeze for an hour a week and (laughs) like uh, we are now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we'll talk everything from baseball to football, might throw in some basketball. Um, and you know, we, we're fortunate that I've got some buddies that are in bigger markets now. And, um, you know, one of the things when everything started hitting was Jonathan Marshall, a good buddy of mine, um, wound up, He's now in a TV market. Used to be a reporter here with the Appalachian Reporter News, uh, but he now covers the Memphis Grizzlies, the Memphis Tigers. Um, you know, we've had him on time and time again, um, just to to talk. And you know, we we enjoy just giving people fantasy advice, even if it's daily daily fantasy. Um, you know, we want to help you win some money, and you know, it's it's a lot of fun to to just kind of mess around with that cult following that we've got and um, help them out. Yeah.
0: Uh, cult following. That sounds like we can make fun of Strunky with something there, but we're going to leave him <laughs> off of it. Uh, going to wrap up here with Brandon McAuliffe. Um, trying to think of the best, best thing to, to end with, maybe a, a little two-parter. Um, and I don't know how many of the schedules you've seen so far. Is there a game in 2020 <laughs> that you're just like circling going, yeah, I want to see that whether it's, you know, in person or, you know, maybe, uh, now that you guys have some Friday night games on on the air, there you can see that. And then the the second part of that would be best player, best high school football player
1: from the state uh,
0: that you've seen in person.
1: Um, let's see, game that I want to see definitely Duncanville with their um, out of state game. Um, you know, but I hadn't really been paying a, too much attention okay. to vigils yet. But I mean, I guess you know nothing else going on i might as well start taking a deeper dive into that and and start looking
0: tweet him at me tweet him at me we'll put them out there we'll, we'll brandon's top 10 list of games from the lone star state that he wants to see
1: so go to the second um,
0: part then part b
1: shoot i i got old man brain um <laughs> what was part b again
0: it was the best player from the state that you've seen in person, now, I'm not talking about, you know, the, uh, the one that you've seen in person that you think is the best ever in your career as a journalist.
1: That's a tough Man. one, too. <laughs> they are going really to offend somebody. Um, you're putting me on the spot here, so I'm going to have to go with the homer. Uh, I covered this kid when he was 110 pounds, sopping wet, um, playing varsity football at Tuscola Gym Med High School.
0: Where no, you're going?
1: Uh, you know, he's he's somehow carved a role out um, in the NFL, and he's hung around um, just like his buddy from 20 miles away. That's you know authored the Minneapolis miracle. But I'm gonna have to go with one Colt
0: McCoy. That's not a bad choice. Not a bad choice at all and you kept it politically correct, nobody's going to be angry at you there in the community. (laughs) (laughs) Which is important. Lest you become Jason Strunk, a.k.a. Strunky, or a.k.a. George Costanza.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I also want to give, like we've had a lot of fantastic athletes that even just came out of my alma mater. Um, Ahmad Brooks, who had a, a lengthy NFL career, played with the Bills. I believe he played with the Saints, too um david roach that starred at tcu and went to play in the nfl but i got to give a shout out to the most one of the most famous people to come out of my high school mm-hmm. um the only rookie to win game seven of the world series do you know who that is
0: Mm. Nah, nah, you you got – well, wait, what's the prize? Is it a good prize? I may start Googling here if it's it's a good prize that I win. The
1: prize is a friendship with Strunky.
0: Oh, my God. Pass. (laughs) (laughs) It's like – what was that one where you got no whammies, no whammies? That's a whammy.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'll I'll give you a hint. He played with the Angels. He won a World Series with the Red Sox and with the Cubs.
0: Uh Bill Buckner.
1: Close. How about John Lackey? Oh, man.
0: I don't think Buckner played with the Angels. I, I think I yeah. I no, I would I would have never guessed that. So that's yeah. very good. Like that. Nice, nice little tidbit there. I'll have to have to hang that out to somebody here since I'm looking for things to do with my friends now. I'll be texting them trivia questions uh from, from Brandon McAuliffe. So as we wrap things up here, we're gonna have a bonus round. Uh one thing we can do to pick on Strunky. What do you have for me? What 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 did you see there that I may not have seen? Anything?
1: Oh, I keep putting That's you on the good. spot. <laughs> I know you, you say I see what you did. You you kept me in till the end because you're like, man, if I ask these hard questions at the at the top, he'll he'll run away and never talk to me again. <laughs> I want my barbecue, man. <laughs> um, I gotta say, with Strunky, man.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think I, we may have I, gotten I it know. all at the top. If it if it's not you know his ego, his height, which is basically the easiest thing to do, uh, we'll we'll just let him go here. But uh, Brandon, it, it's it's finally it's been fun to finally get to to talk to you. I mean, we we are uh, I guess I don't know if there's such a thing as Twitter buddies. That sounds a little weird, but anyway, I guess we were Twitter buddies, <laughs> like bosom buddies back in the day. Uh, Tom Hanks and whoever that other guy was, who nobody knows his name probably, but but we appreciate yeah. you taking the time out of your busy schedule to to have a little fun here and 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 talks some football and take everybody's mind at least for uh, a short period of time off of what we're all dealing with but we want you to stay safe and and stay healthy down there and we we look forward to, to watching your work in, in 2020 but thanks for joining us
1: hey i appreciate it jeff and always a blast and willing to do this anytime we'll
0: have you back The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and customer service and different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every
1: page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com.